I was trying to revisit things like clips of fanboys that I really liked, and I always forget about how much I used to quote. See this arm here? It's the Rebel Alliance. And then this arm's the dark side. Don't dark join side. the dark side. <laughs> the <force. laughs> best That's quote. Funny. Best quote ever. Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Pod Charles Cinecast. <laughs> presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. My name is Jonathan Foster, and I'm here today with another episode. It's episode 50. <laughs> episode 50. 50. Holy cow. We made it. Cow. Episode 50. That feels big. Um, mm. But I'm here with my adopted stepson of sorts. Um, <laughs> you guys won't believe what he's done this week. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but it's uh, Phil. Hey, what have I done? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, okay, great. But yeah, well, this... a, big, a big 50 is a big number. Yeah. And I'm glad you made it. And it deserved a big film. Yeah, big, big. Foreshadowing. Big things. <laughs> Big yeah. Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, so it's we're I don't I don't know. We were talking about this a little bit before we hit record. We had some plans for something we were going to do today, and I've I've kind of like put them on the back a little yeah. bit. It would it would to on in your defense, it was a heavy topic, and it yeah. like would have required a lot of work. Yeah, and I was tired because of last week's double. I double dipped. I did like literally twenty four hours of. Uh, podcasting where we recorded our oh, yeah. episodes and then i edited and then i got up recorded wrote wrote out the whole plan for and then recorded another episode for with harry for the patreon the patreon recorded oh, yeah. that and <laughs> edited it before the clock struck midnight because i was trying to get that out um but yeah so <laughs> i was pretty you're tired li- you're, yeah you're yeah. living too far too furious yeah it was too fast too furious yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i was i was just like oh, i kind of want to kind of want to take a take a breather this week and just mm-hmm. do something a little bit more relaxed so that's what we're doing this week so we were kind of putting our heads together what can we do what can we do because i don't want to do what we were supposed to do <laughs> and um not that we were supposed to do it we kind of do whatever we want but um yeah exactly we're our own boss yeah okay? yeah 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 <laughs> but i will pitch these couple of things out because people want it it like people have a very bad tendency, but maybe if I catch them at the very beginning of the episode and ask them this, they might remember immediately to say yes or no. Um, Cause we'll ask things a lot say, Hey, do you want to, do you want to hear this? Do you want this? Do you want that? Um, yeah. And people don't ever, don't ever uh, reply. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we were, you know, coming up with some ideas Some things that were pitched was maybe doing another Godfather, finally doing Godfather part two. Um, this time at the personal. Yeah. Uh, because I personally loved the first Godfather episode. I feel like Me it's too. one of my favorite episodes. And yeah, uh, yeah so I want to do part two someday. Anyway, if you want to hear Godfather part two, do let us know. Go on mm-hmm. Twitter at the PCC podcast, or you can email us at podcast at princecharlescinema.com. If you like the first Godfather episode, you want to hear a part two, or maybe even a part three, and just really hear a shit uh, go off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> please don't make us do that. But yeah, uh, anyway. You know, we when we were coming up with ideas, we realized, oh, it's it's the May the Fourth week, May the Fourth. Exactly. Week. Uh, so we're talking about Cinco de Cuatro. You know, <laughs> all things Arrested Development today. Um, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> no, uh, actually, uh, it's it's something else. It's the thing, that big thing, <laughs> the big thing for the May the Fourth. You know what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, I didn't mention the, last week. 
last Friday was the first year anniversary of the podcast. <laughs> I just yeah. completely didn't mention it while we were recording. There's a lot of shit uh, going on right now. Yeah, so much. But that's really good. Happy birthday. Happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday to us. Um, yeah. Ariana and I did a bit of a shouting out about it on our Patreon episode. But yeah, it's nice. Should have got a cake. <laughs> Should have got cake the flag time. Yeah. Didn't think that far ahead. It's been a year. It's crazy. This is episode fifty, which is pretty big. It could it could be episode fifty two, I guess, now or fifty three. Uh last week could have been episode fifty two, but obviously I had the computer break. But hey, we've produced over fifty two episodes in one year, <laughs> including exactly. if you include Patreon and bonus episodes. So um yeah. We did it. Not maybe not every week. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened we made yeah. it god quit fucking just get off your little fucking high horse <laughs> bring it back down yeah. oh man i wanted that 52 so bad like yeah. for a while like i was stressing out at certain weeks and i remember people were like oh you don't need to go for the 52 you don't need to go for it and i was like i really want to go for the 52 <laughs> i mean you should just you should just rename it you should just mm-hmm. when it comes out just call it 52 and people are like what happened to the other three <laughs> or like ah uh, bonus mm-hmm. episode yeah, That's fucking, why you need to sign up for Patreon to get episode 50, 51. Fucking what happened to the original cuts? Nick. Hey, 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 relax. <laughs> <laughs> who shot first? Uh, we'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, I just want to thank everyone who's listened to the podcast. You know, if you've listened to us from day one and you're still here, or if you listened to us from episode 49 last week your first week you know whatever if you've listened to us and you're here again that's awesome thanks so much and thanks to everyone who sent us happy birthday messages on twitter that was really nice speaking of which i haven't done this in a couple weeks yeah user feedback Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've made fun of the theme song. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing that Hello Mailbag the last couple of weeks. Exactly, yeah. We did one this week, but we didn't really get much from it. I, I could quickly just ask you what the question was if you saw it. It just went I out. Did. It was, yeah, I have an answer. Yeah, what was your favorite documentary? What's your favorite documentary film? Oh, I thought it would be um, with like your favorite one-liner in a movie. Oh yeah, that did go out a couple weeks, well, like a couple days ago. Yeah, that was just a random Saturday thing, which okay. is also, if you have an answer for that, that's fair enough. <laughs> well, my answer for that is in the movie we're talking about, and that I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, um, that's a very overused. When that popped up in the film the other day, I was like, oh, yeah, that's no, that's okay. one of those. I actually did think about that <laughs> question, <laughs> uh, but no, it was a uh, favorite documentary though. Is um, the question this week? We didn't get many emails, so I didn't really call through them. But I figured we could ask each other. That, sure, sure. You know, um, I like uh, I like Hoop Dreams a lot. Hoop, Hoop Dreams Dream? is amazing. Yeah, really one good. One of my favorite. Really, really hard good. to find and like yeah. watch. I only saw it because they used to be. Um, uh, Morgan Spurlock, the guy who did Super Science Me. Yeah. He used, to, he used to host a show called 50 Documentaries to Stay Before You Die. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, I remember that. Yeah. It was, it was on like current TV, which is like a predecessor to Vice. Mm-hmm. And I watched everything on that show. And number one was Hoop Dreams. And I love Hoop Dreams. Yeah, it's really, um, really good. I'm also partial to like, uh, I like the Paradise Lost trilogy. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Balling for Columbine. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorites. Just, I think it's the documentary I rewatched the most. It's one called Side by Side. Have you ever seen that? Mm, I'm not sure. 
it's hosted by Keanu Reeves and it's just about film versus digital. Oh, okay. Okay. It no, came out no. maybe 2010, 2012. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly so interesting. And he talks to everyone and it's just a great like education and history of film all in like an hour and a half. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Do you have any favorite? Well, I do. I actually, funny enough, I hadn't thought about hoop dreams until you said it, but I do mm-hmm. love hoop dreams. It's great. Uh, for, Such you know, you don't really need to know much or care about basketball much to really kind of just get into it. It's such a good, good story. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's about a couple of kids. If you don't know it, um, who follows a couple of kids, predominantly one, but yeah. Um, the, as they grow up playing basketball at a very high level and getting into schools and stuff, and they come from really mm-hmm. impoverished backgrounds, and yeah. kind of like what happened to them as they like made it to the upper echelon of the sport and stuff. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's so unpredictable. It's mm-hmm. so weird. Honestly, you couldn't write it because you're yeah. following the kid and it takes place over maybe I've, I don't want to 10 years, something like yeah, that. Something like that. Yeah. Cause they're so like not quite in high school yet. And, uh, exactly. Um, but, and it's, yeah, you just, you can't even think of what happened to the kid. It's so good. I really yeah. recommend it. If you can yeah. find it, watch it. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people shouting things like King of Kong, which is great. That's um, a good one. I love Jesus Camp. That's a really awesome documentary. It's so God, scary. That's horrible to watch. Yeah, though. it's horrible. Uh, but yeah, I, I am really bad for the ones that are like horrible to watch. Uh, mm. One of my favorites. Well, I do love Bowling for Columbine. Like that's mm-hmm. I want to do an episode on that someday because we never yeah, get to talk good. about documentaries. No, um, no. I also love... Uh, one of my favorites is Blackfish about God, yeah. the orcas and stuff in SeaWorld. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Watching something Shaman. like, yeah, watching something like Tiger King really affected me, like mentally, the way that Blackfish did when you just think about how the, the humans treat like animals in parks and stuff. I hate, I kind of hate zoos. Like, I, I like the fact no, that no, zoos are great for people to see things that you don't get to see that's really cool but you know it, it's nothing like when you go and see a tiger and you're just like holy shit but at the same no, time i hate that they're locked up in cages exactly yeah, yeah. no but those thoughts and things change your life mm-hmm. for the better yeah and i'm glad they're out there mm-hmm. but it's horrible i mean when you see like them capture these babies and they're just like crying and the mothers and stuff when they separate the mothers from the babies and just they spend so much time just you know completely depressed and yeah. it's like they live with their their family for their entire lives like that's the whole thing uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up well tiger king it fucked up and you see people will pay money good money just to hold a baby tiger yeah yeah and, and they're just killing them when they're exactly like... <laughs> when they're not cute anymore uh, it's fucked Oh, let's uh, not talk about that shit. Oh, let's <laughs> talk about happy messages from people. Sorry. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, documentary. Is there anything like, like, is there any happy documentary? Oh, uh, there's, there's, yeah. Those stories aren't interesting. Won't yeah. you be my neighbor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Go there's on. some, but that was still tear you up for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, like I mentioned, we had some birthday messages from people, so it was really nice. Uh, Lee patreon subscriber he said happy birthday to one of the best podcasts in the biz uh, another patreon subscriber malcolm he just sent us a simple but sweet happy birthday which is really nice um our pal chris thompson said congrats to tall for all and the pcc podcast for providing a full year of great com- commentary that's continuing even in these crazy times this is why you support independent cinema and why we'll need that sense of community even more when we get back 
Yeah. That's true. And we will get back. We will. We will. Eventually. Eventually. We'll Eventually. see. We'll, we don't know. It, it could be in a different shape or form, but we'll try. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we had a couple of new people hitting us up as well, which is cool. Uh, Paul Devine, he said at the PCC podcast, longtime visitor, travel down for all nighters, first time caller. Uh, discovered the podcast in lockdown and enjoying it a lot. Awesome. Thanks so much, Paul. Uh, he said, just finished the April 20th episode, No Love for Grandma's Boy or the Criminally Overlooked Dead Man on Campus. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm so annoyed that we forgot that. That's yeah. such a good movie. So I forgot about Grandma's Boy. I, I, I've only seen it once, I think. It's I like, feel like I mentioned it on my Yeah, maybe you did. I can't five. remember. All right, but go on. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's a wild film. I, and I've only Weird. seen it once, so I need to watch it again, I think, just Funny. to kind of figure out. If, I like if you it like weed and video games, yeah, that's your movie. It's that, it's that total um, Happy Madison sort of like oh, yeah. Friends of Adam Sandler produced by Adam Sandler, like that crowd of guys. Just without Adam Sandler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but funny. Dead Men on Campus, funny. I genuinely forgot existed until that comment. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I, I did like that film back in the day. It was pretty funny. Yeah. It's fucking dark. Yeah, well. definitely. Definitely. And I really like... Uh, um, Tom Everett Scott. Tom Everett Scott, yeah. From that thing you do. That thing you do. It's my mm. boy. My boy. But and yeah. you're also Emma Stone's second boyfriend in La La Land. Never forget. <laughs> never saw it. <laughs> you never saw it? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I, I, I missed uh, La La Land on purpose. Uh, <laughs> okay. You missed it now, man. <laughs> uh, we also had Kevin Pibus who said I was waiting. He's first time he's hit us up before as well I, I believe he said i was waiting for this to arrive before finishing this week's episode um and it was the copy of the devils which i believe is the bfi version so that's cool the, de- the devil of you... ludon yeah the devils. not london no, london yeah no <laughs> fuck oh man that was hilarious another new guy who uh who hit us up i think i, I saw him leave a, a rating on on iTunes recently, which is great. You guys should do that more. Leave us ratings Please and do, reviews. Yeah. Um, it really helps us out. But yeah, Paul Morrison, he's new to the podcast within the last few months. He said, uh, just caught up on the Groundhog Day episode. Uh, <laughs> it did not disappoint at the halfway point. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorites. As well. Yeah. But anyway, we have this thing called Patreon. Oh my God, there's this thing out oh there. It's called Patreon. Um, no. Patreon.com and allows people who make creative things like podcasts to uh, do um, extra episodes for people. And uh, if you want if you want to support us on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. And for $5 more a month, um, you can get a bonus episode every month. Uh, and uh, myself and Ariane, just the other day, like I said earlier, we did a Fast and the Furious episode. It was really it's fun. A, it's like ASMR. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Fast and Furious episode, though. My God, that was silly. I, I actually, you know, it's funny how good and how fun the Patreon episodes can be. Um, me and Ariane, we obviously don't get to do this all the time. So, like, you know, getting back together on the Patreon with her in Indonesia and me here in London just shooting the shit it's just always really fun it's just like we haven't missed a beat or anything um so yeah it's it was super fun doing the fast and furious episode and i feel like that's just like a a secret like up there one of the best things we've done it's just fun it was just a fun episode and i want more people to hear it so if you like this podcast and you want more stuff 
you can go to patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast, drop $5 a month and you get access to it and you can cancel it. You know, if you don't like it, you still get yeah. access to those episodes. It's not like it's a, not a phone contract. Yeah, it's not it's not forever. You can cancel any time. Um, but yeah, it's an awesome way to support us while we're not working and stuff. And we're just trying to do some stuff um, to keep you guys entertained. And coming soon, we will be doing a special episode um, that I will also... It's going to be a bonus episode that I will also post into the main timeline. And also, I'm going to be dropping our first ever Patreon special, which was the Uncut Gems episode, into the main timeline sometime in the next couple weeks as a bonus for free to give everybody an idea of what they're missing out on. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's also so a super it. fun episode. So yeah, like a, like I said again, one more time, patreon.com forward slash the BCC podcast. $5 or more a month. Bonus episodes. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs>
the story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. Just imagine the music, you know, ba 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 that stuff. Yeah. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, it is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, Death Star an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agent, Princess Leia, races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plan that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. And if that sounds familiar, that's the opening cruel from Star Wars A New Hope. Star Wars. I actually was just wanting to be like, what? <laughs> you what? Know, like the like fucking the guy, guy from George? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> what? It's a what? What's an empire? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Star Wars. The Star Wars. Well, I had two reasons. We have two reasons we want to talk, talk about it. One, May the 4th, International Day of Celebration mm-hmm. for all things Star Wars. And one, again, like you said, it fits into our sort of theme of talking about movies we can't really show. And it's probably one of the most suggested films or at least marathons on our board in the park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why is that, John? Do we have an answer? I don't know. Okay. So simply put, we can't show them. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to give you guys a little bit more of an idea of why we can't. Um, But anyway, we've tried to book them over the years and they've been denied. Believe us, we want to screen them. It's just we can't like Fox and Lucas film like Fox used to own it, obviously, back in the day, the titles of uh, for distribution. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, they, they've always been pretty protective of the titles. I mean, if you know anything about the history of Star Wars, which we'll probably get into a little bit like later. I got you. Um, yeah, <laughs> Phil's got us. But yeah, I mean, obviously, they've been protective about versions and all sorts of stuff like that. And uh, like when Disney purchased Lucasfilm in 2012 for four point zero five billion which is crazy the, the little change yeah they started to treat the property the way you know they treat a lot of their things they throw them into the vault and uh yeah i mean 
it's kind of Disney's fault. If anyone out there who listens to us. <laughs> Hashtag blame Disney. <laughs> yeah. If anyone out there is listening to us and he wanted to know this, why we don't show it or why other cinemas don't show it. It's because of that. I mean, Disney just doesn't allow things. Disney's pretty protective of their properties. They don't want fatigue of the titles and stuff unless if they're <laughs> fatiguing it. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. Like they're churning out a movie every year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's too much. We'll get into that as well, <laughs> for sure. They're just really protective. They don't want anyone to be doing anything with their titles unless if it's them. So, of course, when Disney's starting to do these new rele- like new films coming out, you'll start to see the older films sneak into theaters sometimes around the country or the world. And particularly a lot of times recently, it's just been like the new trilogies been shown in marathons yeah, yeah. and all that. But people are always like, oh, well, why can't you do them in, in marathons? These other cinemas are doing them when they come out. And it's like, well, we're not really able to ever show <laughs> new films. Like, At period. All? Yeah. yeah. Why so, would that be the exception? Yeah. So we can't get our hands on Star Wars films like the newer ones until they've been in cinemas for almost two or three months sometimes. You know, like we've and then by that stage we're like well who's gonna want to go see the last jedi or something like that <laughs> like at the I prince will. charles cinema <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean you know it's like it's not gonna give us as right. much return on a film that would had been out maybe a month or something you know what i mean like it, yeah, exactly. it's, it's all like you know it's because we've done it before we've shown like one of the newer newer films like a couple years ago after we did out. like we did Fourth Awakens and Last Jedi like a year yeah. or two after they came out. And we also yeah. did like a one-off of Solo, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, around the holidays. Yeah, and I can't remember if we ever did Rogue One or not. But I mean, Maybe. It, it's the thing is they do obviously fit in. It's just like by the time we can finally show them the amount of money you're paying for the rental and all that sort of stuff. And it just doesn't return as much back because people obviously want to see the old films. And that's definitely not happening. Yeah. Because it just isn't happening. And also, <laughs> yeah. you know, the thing was Fox for a long time, even after Disney bought the properties, owned the theatrical release. So it was, a, it was a weird thing. Like, you couldn't see those old Star Wars films, even if you talked to Disney, because Fox actually technically still owned the theatrical release rights the and all that. Right? Yeah. So it was just all, it was all muddy. Obviously, Disney owns Fox now, and that's <laughs> changed, but it's probably changed for the worst. Yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And somehow making it worse. <laughs> However, though, there was a one-off event of Star Wars Return of the Jedi back at the cinema on the 5th of October in 2013. Oh, fuck. There's actually, and I'll link this out when we when we post out about this episode, if I remember. Um, note to John. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> there's a, a Facebook album on our Facebook page. So you could also look it up if I forget to do this. Um, with... <laughs> photos of this event and uh paul paul shout out paul who's a programmer shout at the cinema paul. he the real paul yeah you can find him oh yeah paul he's here where is he uh, <laughs> nice it feels kind of actually right to have paul here for this episode exactly. so maybe i'll keep I'd, him around i would get my light neighbor within the other room <laughs> paul said that like since he's been at the cinema which he's been there for <laughs> eight nine ten years now i don't know maybe more uh, that we've never shown it except for this one time and it was Return of the Jedi and that was on the 5th of October 2013 Paul said that we didn't we've never booked it directly so it was an event um, it was a hire basically and the film just turned up on DCP from Lucas Films and as soon as we ran it we sent it back 
He said he never had any contact with anyone at Lucas or Fox about it. Uh, so it turned out this was for a behind the scenes book release about Return of the Jedi. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, but Paul did say that it was quite the experience to screen it. The room was silent. There was loads of parents with kids and stuff. And then he said it just <sighs> felt really special. So yeah, thanks to Paul yeah. for adding that. I mean, he said he wishes he could have given me more, but obviously it's just like, there's just nothing. Like a, We just can't do a, it. Exactly. It's a simple answer. So, yeah. And we've answered it, so people can quit asking now. <laughs> They'll keep asking, but that's fine because, yeah. hey, you know, it's like, okay. just well, keep that reaching is, out. That's fine. Yeah. That's now, but for now, let's go back in time. Yeah. Let's go back in time to a simpler time. <laughs> Star Wars, later known, obviously, as episode four, A New Hope, mm-hmm. was released on May 25th, 1977, not May the 4th. And people will think, do you know why it called May the 4th? Why that's the day? Because May the 4th? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's literally, that's it. That's it. It's literally just a pun. Yeah. And it was a joke with Van for years until about 2011 when it started. people started doing organized events. Yeah. And Disney sort of adopted it. And now it's like a national holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day is quickly followed by the lesser known Revenge of the 5th, which I like. Yeah. I've heard that like once or twice, but it needs to become more. <laughs> Not as catchy. Yeah. yeah. May 25th, 1977. A little movie called Star Wars is released, written and directed by a young little baby George Lucas. The movie was an instant box office hit, quickly becoming an American classic and a cultural phenomenon. It's a hard film yeah. to talk about. I've even written here just what more is there to say. It's fucking Star Wars. But I wanted to yeah. start with. Because it's such a behemoth thing, thing we're going to be focusing just on the original film. I think that's the safest yeah. way to do it, easiest way to do it. But because it's such a big cultural thing, what was your first exposure to Star Wars? I'm really glad you asked this because this is really silly. <laughs> when I was a little kid. When I was a little yeah, boy. <laughs> when I was a wee, wee little boy, if you could believe I was ever little. Um, <laughs> John, John Small for all. Yeah. John Small for all. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so when I was little, my parents were never really Star Wars fans. It was never like a thing like, you know, in my household, like Rocky was a thing with my dad. You know, yeah, like, man. so there's like certain films I would have seen as a kid because my dad loved them, um, you know, old westerns and stuff. But yeah, Star Wars was never a thing. So it was something I would see other kids have like toys of and shirts of. And this is pre the prequels coming out. But the earliest memory of Star Wars I remember is when I was really young. And, you know, you had nightmares as a kid that you somehow remember, like these weird nightmares. And I was really young, like probably really stick with you. Yeah, maybe three or something like how I remember this. I don't know. But I, I had this reoccurring nightmare. It happened twice. <laughs> of, And I must have seen Yoda somewhere. I had these nightmares where there was a plant going around my house. That was like a uh, like a sort of cactus plant, and it was picking off members of my family because I used to watch a lot of horror films when I was really really young. That's why I'm saying yeah, that's like, like yeah, it's crazy to think that I said like, yeah three years old, but like I definitely was really young because I used to watch like Chucky and stuff and be terrified. <laughs> so this is a very Chucky style dream, but it was like this plant was going around and it was shooting needles like cacti. It was like a cactus plant just shooting needles around and poisoning my family members and killing them 
and oh, the shit. plant looked like Yoda. Because I used to see Yoda and I thought he looked like a cactus or something as a kid. I was like, what? Because he's this green thing with that wiry gray hair. And so, yeah, like this stupid dream I had, like it happened twice, like I said, and like one time it ended with a dog eating the plant before it could kill me. Oh, okay. Sure. And then the <laughs> second time was exactly the same, except it was a cat. Oh, so this was a <laughs> recurring dream. Yeah, it was really weird. And, and an, uh, but an animal always saves you. Yeah. So needless to say, when I saw Yoda when I was really young, I was kind of creeped out by him. So, um, <laughs> Does he still creep you out? No, actually, I find Yoda quite funny. You know, quite cute. Um, and I ended up getting like a Yoda puppet when I was a little bit older, and that kind of maybe cured me a little bit. And I used to go, how fear you? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Frank Oz, love him. Frank Oz. Yeah. Isn't Frank Oz Miss Piggy as well? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I hear when I hear yeah. Yoda. Just <laughs> Kermy. Kermy. Yeah. Cause he's still the same thing, you know, running around macking R2D2 with the stick. But yeah, it was it was funny, like after that, like like I said, I didn't really watch it. I had some friends and stuff. I would go to birthday parties, we would get like Star Wars, you know, toys and stuff, and I had no idea really what all this mess was about until the prequels, the first film Phantom Menace came out. And well, it was before it came out, it was the trailers and stuff and it was all the hype. And uh, I had a friend, I took karate and this guy named Jason, he was like one of these older, older kids at karate and he was a super nerd. I really wonder what he's doing now because he used to like claim that he can make a lightsaber and stuff. And he like let, <laughs> he let he's me that, my, he's that lightsaber kid on YouTube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he let me and my sister borrow the VHS tapes that he had of the original films but i can't remember i feel like they were the original films they probably were at that time yeah i'm pretty sure it was like the old films and they were on like copied vhs tapes as well which was really funny but yeah he let us (laughs) like yeah and uh that was the first time i got to watch them and then and then i saw phantom menace and it was just like you know you kind of see it and you're like it's a thing i will admit that i'm not like the hugest Star Wars fan, like, and I, I think we'll get into that in a little. bit. I'm not judging, uh, yeah, <laughs> but they're fun for sure. And as a yeah. kid, that was like really fun. And I'll admit that even seeing Phantom Menace as a kid, minus Jar Jar Binks, um, was yeah, that's fun because I, I as a kid, even at the kid, like, you know, the, yeah, what the fuck? But I mean, Darth Maul is cool as shit. Like, cool as fuck, man. Yeah, double edged light, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's a total yeah. like the older you get, and the more you you see it, and you're just kind of like. Well, that was a bit of a letdown, wasn't it? Because it was <laughs> way cooler. But uh, yeah, I especially mean, after twenty years of build up. Yeah, I think yeah. That, I think that's why people shit on it, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, but as a kid, you don't hold that weight to it. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't bring that weight to it. Like, definitely. yeah, like I'm like you. I grew up with the prequel, and that was my way into the original. I think yeah. I said it on the Ninja Turtles episode. The first one I saw with Attack of the Clones in the mm-hmm. cinema before I'd seen anything else. I didn't know what Star what Star War was. Um, <laughs> uh, my brother just dragged me because he liked those movies. Yeah, um, he just dragged me along with him, and I fucking loved it. I'd like it, and it really played to a kid because that movie is insane. The whole you know, there's like the battle arena at the end, and the sequence on like a like a weird in a weird machine like in a factory and it's like that yeah, big chicken yeah. run where they're trying to avoid the pie um 
and it's got Yoda fucking fighting. And I don't even know what Yoda was, <laughs> yeah. but like, it's just this old green thing. And then at the end, he starts flipping and shit. Yeah, God. And like, as Dab much Dooku. as people, <laughs> exactly, as much as people want to like, like, you know, shit on those movies. I, I remember being in that cinema. Yeah. And I remember that reaction and I remember people loved it. Um, and then, yeah, from there, I think, uh, I asked for the DVD and I got them and they were the special edition because they had mm-hmm. just come out, um, on DVD anyway. So that's still the only version of the movie. I've seen, I've seen obviously clips of the original version yeah. unaltered and stuff. Um, but I think you're right. I think the last time you could see them were on VHS and LaserDisc. Yeah. LaserDisc apparently has one of the best versions of the original which would be nearly impossible to get your hands on one for very cheap. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you rewatch the original? For yeah, the- I did. I rewatched uh, New Hope the other day. It was so, very fun. What, actually, what during all those, you you saw me tweeting, and that was actually I, while I was watching. <laughs> I, I did, and I was worried that you were going to come back and be like, because you've done that before where you've like rewatched a film, and you're like, I didn't like it as much as I remember. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It, all right, so when I originally it was, I guess it was around the time when the the newer sequels or whatever were coming out. The is there, are those called the Skywalker trilogy or whatever, whatever Disney's what? Disney's trilogy. When the the, the first the one, sequel trilogy, yeah, yeah. When Force the first Awakens. one was coming out, Force Awakens. Before that came out, I was trying to introduce Julia to the Star Wars films. She hadn't seen any of them, and. I can't remember what we started with. If we started with the four, that's to always six. the conversation, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, like how, how do you, you show, yeah. yeah, yeah, how do you show them to people? I say, I say, go from the original onward. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like I, I showed her from four to six, and then we went back and watched one to three because I remember by the time we got to like, sorry, Phil, uh, Attack of the Clones, which has always been one of my least favorites. That we uh, that's like, all right. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm partial to it because it's my first. But I know those first yeah. two aren't great. So when I said what, when you because I was <laughs> I was reading the opening crawl uh, crawl when it um was coming on the other day, and I was just like, man, like if you don't know anything about Star Wars and you've watched this, like, it's really hard, I think, to watch Star Wars without knowing anything about Star Wars anymore, just because it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But it must have been so confusing back in the day. Like when you when it wasn't a huge thing and the first time you see it and stuff and it just like that opening you know credit scroll or whatever with the what's been going on you're just like what? Yeah, so there was like there's quite a few bits in the film where I was just like ugh, rolling my eyes out and laughing about. It. And then there's bits that are obviously like great. I didn't dislike it. It's just like I I feel like the more I watch them the less I like them. I think it's just overkill by Disney though. Like, and it's just everywhere. So it's just like, I roll my eyes at Star Wars a lot now, which is it's a shame because it is a fun idea. And know? I agree. Yeah, that must have been confusing watching at the time. I think that's part of the appeal is yeah. that you get thrown into a, the middle of a story. Yeah, I mean, it is and just a space opera. Exactly. And yeah. it's kind of, the first one's the only really standalone one. It can kind of exist by itself. Yeah. The others are beholden to everything that came before and after. Mm-hmm. And some have become better for it. But George Lucas originally had the idea during his last space opera, THX 1138. 
Great film. Uh, great film. Made in 1971. Again, another high content sci-fi fantasy. But where that one was very pessimistic, um, this one is very optimistic. Yeah. And that was an intentional move because he thought THX didn't make any money because it was a bit of a downer. So with that in mind, he was looking to make something in the vein of the Flash Gordon serials of the 30s. Mm-hmm. That's what that was the big inspiration. That's what he loved. It originally began as like he was literally going to remake those, but I think there was an issue with the rights and stuff. And then he sort of developed it into a known, and he combined it with obviously his love of sci-fi, western, samurai movie, World War Two movie, a little Joseph Campbell, obviously, to throw in there just to be safe. Hero with a thousand faces, faces, and the product was Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and eventually he had to shop that around for years though. Um, before anyone bought it, and even Fox took it on a gamble. Um, a big believer in it, obviously, early on, because he was working at American Zoetrope with the horse head maestro himself, <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola, who also inspired the character of Han Solo, apparently, yeah. which makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that old Hollywood crew, man, all those guys. Exactly, and that, and that keeps coming up as well during yeah. when I was researching um, because they're all around and there's people who are telling him that he shouldn't be doing this and some people are like, keep going, keep going. Even like the, so the film before this, the reason he even got some money in the first place was American Graffiti, which yeah. did quite well. And even that he made on a bet with Coppola who was like, I bet you can't make a comedy. Like you're too like, like you know serious all the time i bet you couldn't make a comedy and he's like all right and he did and people seemed to like it and that yeah. led to star wars and that also and, led to happy days like which is one of the biggest sitcoms exactly. in american history that like resulted in two other or three other spin-off shows as well so mark and mindy johnny yeah. love chachi <laughs> yeah fuck yeah that's and then laverne and shirley so there's like oh, definitely three it just keep going and going mm-hmm but it's all those influences as well as, again, I think he learned from American Graffiti, making the story personal. Yeah. At the end of the day, Star Wars is a story about a kid from the middle of nowhere looking up at the stars and dreaming of more. Mm-hmm. That shot of Luke looking out at the twin son of Tatooine is probably still the most memorable moment yeah. in any, any of those movies. Yeah, that's a great, really great shot. Like I, it's Like, you know, there's moments with star wars even like the newer ones and stuff that like just still get you a little bit even if you don't care as much like for me yeah yeah they give you goosebumps moments like um and that like seeing that shot's just so cool like it's gorgeous yeah the red light and stuff and yeah do you have any other favorite moments like that um in the original anyway for like one of my favorite things is Moss Eisley's cantina bar like (laughs) that whole that's some serious acid shit like <laughs> everything about that is crazy. Like I love the fact that like when they're going in and the droids are coming in as well, and this guy's like, "We don't serve your kind here." <laughs> like, yeah. No droids allowed. He doesn't like you. Yeah. Well, literally, there's like a devil man. Like there's butthead grays in there. There's like a pig man. <laughs> yeah. It's a pig man, Jerry. <laughs> and um. Yeah, there's a dog man, obviously, with che- che- Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, so it's just like, it's so crazy. The it's music's insane. and amazing at the same time. Yeah, 
It's like, what? how much acid did he take before he came up with that fucking concept? And it's such a showcase of, like, the production, like, right, the design of all yeah. the cool aliens they made. And it's, like, it's one of those scenes they like to recreate in, all, in every single one. Like, every yeah. sequel has a, has a cantina. Yeah, scene. definitely, yeah. Um, and even in, no, like, The Mandalorian, I think the first episode, that. like... It, it, it opens with yeah. one, yeah, and he shoots the place up. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's such a weird like because we were rewatching them recently, and it's such now again we take it for granted because the new ones are made to look like the old one, but the old one had such a distinct aesthetic because it was made in the seventies, yeah. even though it's meant to be this sort of futuristic sci-fi, and you get this retro future feel. So like you know you get these weird like you said like pigmen, but they're wearing like vests. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like big Ugg boots and shit and it's yeah. just so strange the yeah. whole thing yeah I really love the final showdown in the, you know where they're destroying the Death Star like you know mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of like funny bits about you know just Luke's character as he sort of like grows throughout the film because he is pretty whiny at the beginning I'm gonna say about that. He, like, he's, he's, he's very whiny yeah he's not actually that cool of a character until like <laughs> Really, until probably Jedi, but um, <laughs> yeah, literally until he showed up yeah. in black. Yeah, and, yeah, it's so cool because even the last time I watched those two, uh, the second second two sequels of the of of the uh, original trilogy, it's like, so hard to talk yeah, about them because there's so, so fucking many. many. You wish it was just those three. Yeah, but yeah, when I watched uh, yeah Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi last, like I just remember thinking how cool Luke was when he came back, um, in Return of the Jedi. But yeah, I mean. Luke is funny and he grows into this sort of funny character, you know, who just like, oh, trust the force, Luke, trust the force. <laughs> you know, like Alec Guinness is amazing. But yeah, that whole final thing is cool. I think that's where they lucked out most with that movie. Um, it having such a likable band of kids kind of coming together to take down the Empire. Like, mm. you want to follow them into the next film and beyond. Like, they've built a whole franchise of. Like obviously the whole cast, but those three leads, obviously, and and their careers were launched by this movie. They were mostly unknown at the time. At the time, yeah. Mark Hamill, obviously Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford and Han Solo, and of course Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia, mm-hmm. and they're all incredible. It, they all have weird. They do their best to deal with the weird dialogue. Yeah, definitely. They they're hunkered down with a lot of exposition. Even yeah. um, Harrison Ford famously said to George uh, Luke at the one point, he's like, you can type this shit, but you can't say it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing like about the whole thing is Star Wars in general and what kind of stuck out with like a sore thumb in the prequels when those came out. And George Lucas comes back to direct finally in those three films. And you're just like, just... I don't know, like hammered down with political nonsense, really. Mm. It's just, it becomes, it, it had a lot of politics in the first few films, but at least there was enough, like, a f- sort of like weird fantasy that you've never seen before, I guess, yeah. you know, at the time. And it's just fun stories, but man, the politics is, is they go. It's just like, what are you on about? Like, <laughs> trade embargoes and <laughs> taxation of the state and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's interesting, like, Star Wars and Cook, because Star Wars has always been political, mm-hmm. um, and I could go on forever about that. But you're right, at least the original, it's sort of, 
hidden. It's an allegory. Like yeah. Return of Jedi is like, you know, George Lucas commentary on the Vietnam War. But yeah. you don't, it's not that in your face. It's more just, you know, a bunch of puppets, yeah. you know, running around the forest taking down these giant robots. Um, and even like now, again, they've leaned, they've, they lean really hard into like, sort of the Nazi, you know, Nazi, like, um, with iconography. Yeah. But like just the stormtroopers and Vader and like, yeah. it's all very Third Reich. It's all very Definitely. Nazi in space. Um, but again, it was a little subtle. Yeah. And it worked because they were genuinely scary. Darth Vader, again, one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic villain ever. Mm-hmm. It's only on screen for 12 minutes in that yeah. original movie. That's crazy. Fucking insane. <laughs> like the movie sort of starts and ends with him. And then he's sort of there and but he's just kind of there to like fold his arms and be scary. Yeah. I also thought that was really funny. Um, because like, I, I just think about, I guess it, you know, and it is something that kind of does happen in real life, but you just kind of look at these people who are so evil and stuff and what they're doing. And it's just like, <laughs> why, do you, why do you even care? Just blow them all up. Like, you know, what's your end game here? Like what, yeah. what are you getting out of this? Like you control everything. Like what, what are you getting out of it? And then when I look at Vader, I'm just like, Vader, you could crush this guy. Why are you letting him talk to anyone? Like, I mean, obviously he does that more in the later films. Like, and you really get to see Vader's powers and stuff. And it's, it's hilarious, but you know, he's been brainwashed, yeah. man. I love the opening though with Vader and Princess Leia. Like, one of my favorite quotes ever is like, you're part of the rebel Alliance and you are a traitor. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just such a good delivery. Like exactly. uh, James and, Earl Jones. Ugh. And that voice. So two people play Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. It's David Prout who played yeah. him physically and James Earl Jones played, um, did the voice obviously. Yeah. And it's a booming, amazing voice. You can't imagine anyone else doing it. And they didn't keep David Prout's voice because he had a really strong Bristol accent. Yeah, and his nickname on set was Darth Farmer. <laughs> but apparently, apparently, he was actually really pissed off that they got uh, someone else to record over. They he called it reverse racism. Uh, and you're like, dude, dude, relax. Like, that's racist. No. Yeah, that's racist, bro. <laughs> oh man, the, I've seen some of those clips though because you can find them out there of him talking, and it's hilarious, and it doesn't work at all, and it's the best decision they probably ever made. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. But I mean, like. You know, people in Star Wars are British for just no reason. No. Yeah. It would have worked, I guess. Can I interject? Like, a, I, I told you I had one fact that I was going to... Before I get onto the fact, yeah. I feel like you might have this. I don't know, but we'll see. But because we're talking about the casting stuff. Mm. Did you know that there was a joint casting session? And I learned this when we were doing our De Palma episode. So when De Palma was casting Carrie... Oh, no, I don't know this. So apparently him and George Lucas cast it star wars and carrie at the exact same time and they were casting from the same pool of actors and stuff oh it's so weird so originally amy irving who played sue snell she originally read for princess leia and william cat who played tommy ross who was like the blonde hair curly hair guy originally read for the part of luke skywalker (laughs) and there's also a long-standing rumor that originally sissy spacek was cast as princess leia and then Carrie Fisher as Carrie, but Fisher refused to appear nude in Carrie. That's true. Spacey, she she yeah. mentioned in her book. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Spacek was willing to do him. So they switched parts. But Carrie Fisher has also refuted this story. 
um, at times as well. And just saying that uh, she not only does she love being nude, but I would have been nude then. <laughs> no, she, yeah. So she, she said it was bullshit. So I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. No, she mentioned in her book going in, not getting Carrie, but she doesn't say why. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into, but I didn't know that at the same time. That's yeah, exactly. Neat little trick. Yeah. But that, yeah, no, she wouldn't have a problem um, being nude, I don't think. But could, again, she, uh, another funny story. She was not allowed to wear a bra during the filming Weird. of Star Wars. She yeah. had a front taped down, as it were, um, at George Lucas' insistence. Uh, and, um, you know, his reasoning was, quote, there's no underwear in space. So you can't fucking argue, but you know, sure, sure, George, whatever, what? whatever you what, <laughs> what, but they have gold bikinis and we'll yeah. find out. What? <laughs> um, so, exactly. So that definitely wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. Um, I have some fun stuff with the casting, obviously, you know, the Harrison Ford was originally only brought in just to read blind with the mm-hmm. other actors. Um, George Lucas had worked with him on American graffiti, but he just wanted new faces. Um, but again, he liked his style so much. He just is that guy that he cast him as Han Solo. And uh, I saw this thing recently. Mark Hamill wrote like a letter to fans after the last movie came out. And there was a tidbit in it about when he went through, uh, when he went to audition for the role. This is just to show you the amount of version that George Lucas went through um, in making the film. When Mark Hamill auditioned for the role, the film was then called... The Adventures of Luke Starkiller are taken from the Journal of the Will, Saga 1, The Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> it just keeps going and going. Yeah, I remember reading Starkiller, Luke Starkiller in the past. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he changed that because of, weirdly enough, Charlie Manson. Oh, okay. Because the man who murdered yeah. Starkiller. And, yeah. all, and could you really have a good guy called Starkiller? Yeah, it just sounds really, really horrible, like you're a baddie. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but they're all really great in those movies mm-hmm. and like one of my favorite mo- moments in the first one is after they take down Death Star and Luke comes back and they sort of they're reunited again and they're like celebrating and hugging and there's just something really authentic about it Yeah, to the point when Carrie Fisher runs over Mark Hamill yells Carrie instead of Leia Oh it's, yeah, it's still in the movie, but they're yeah. like hugging and like uh, Harrison Ford's like tussling his hair and shit. Yeah, um, you could just tell at least for that moment that they were really friends and that they yeah. had a lot of fun on set, or at least it looked like it. Yeah, I really, I really do like that um, that bit, but I particularly liked it the last time I watched it or the other day was because. When they get back, all right, so the whole film, you have like C-3PO and R2-D2 sort of having their funny thing where they're like friends from a long time and you get the gist that they've worked together before C-3PO says it, but then they have their like falling out at the very beginning. And yeah, you, you go that see, way, I'll get this way. Yeah. yeah, you can see their relationship where they're constantly bickering, um, more so just C-3PO because you can actually understand him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's annoying as fuck. Yeah. But then at the end of the film... When R2-D2 gets destroyed, basically, and, like, wow. he's pulling him out, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, but when they're pulling him out and, like, like C-3PO is just like, oh, please, sir, you must be able to fix him, please, he's my friend, oh, blah, 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 and yeah. then, like, they're just like, all right, great, everybody, yeah, cool, let's go celebrate, and then... 
they just leave R2D2 there and C3PO is just kind of like, uh, but what about oh, he'll be fine. And then they just <laughs> fuck off and leave R2D2. And then you see him again. Yeah, he'd find like when he's re- refurbished and everything. But he's, he's like, I don't know if like... I could live with myself if anything <laughs> happened to this moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, did you know R2D2 was supposed to speak originally? Oh, yeah, really? English, like actually yeah. an English voice? Oh. Yeah, an English voice. And they did the movie like that with it, with real dialogue. And then yeah. again, George Lucas realized this is a bit weird and just replaced it with boop, beeps and boops and stuff. <laughs> um, a lot of people won't realize that there's a, a guy inside of R2D2. As yeah, well. a little bit. Yeah. Actor Kenny Baker, who was three for eight. Um, and it's kind of, it kind of fucked up. Uh, he would later say that uh, people would just forget that he was in here, in, yeah. in there, uh-huh. and uh, they, that he would end the droid and the crew would break f- for lunch and just leave him behind. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's really fucked up. Oh, my God. Um, and yeah, yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it was much fun for uh, Anthony Daniel to see three PO because they're in the desert. They're like in Tunisia, yeah, and, and like that legit heat, and they're just fucking sweat balls <laughs> and like the matte gold armor and stuff. Yeah, uh... but um, yeah. Well, let we haven't really talked about the story. Can people really know? Uh, but we'll, we can go through it. You, st- we start with the droid. They crash land on the fucking desert planet. And just by happenstance, by luck, they meet a young farm boy named Luke Skywalker, who's a whiny little bitch. Yeah. It's just like, but I want to go to, you know, the parties with my friends or whatever. Oh, I don't, Taji's yeah. going to be doing space cream. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's quite, again, just like him, just like we are, we're thrown into like the middle of this crazy epic story. It goes from like the droid with like a weird hologram to meeting this old wizard from the desert who's very, very weird, very like he kind of could have suggested that he knows him. Yeah. He's like, he said Obi Wan Kenobi. I wonder if he meets old Ben Kenobi, as if that's a fucking common name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird. And it's also funny like how his father sorry, not his father, his uncle, even like tells him the story like even just a little bit oh that old wizard's crazy and like you know <laughs> leading to his father or something like that and then he's mm. just like oh you knew my father like you know <laughs> it's like why would you even open up that can of worms uh, also, you know what drink your blue milk shut up yeah i mean i understand like luke obviously is a kid who has like these sort of ideas of things he wants to do he's going he speaks of going to an academy he wants to be a pilot. The pilot academy was upset that he wanted to go, and his his uncle was like, "Oh, you got to stay on for another season and stuff. You know, you'll go mm. next semester or next year or whatever." I promise to be next year, next year, yeah. Yeah, and apparently that seems to have happened a lot. But then, obviously, I guess we, you know, we see him meet Obi Wan, and he shows them this giant laser sword, and it yeah. opened up a huge can of worms. Yeah, definitely. like, oh, your father was an old Jedi Knight and stuff, and he's like, okay. I remember OG Obi Wan though. Like I love Alex. Hello Guinness. there. <laughs> I love Alex Guinness as Obi Wan, but I remember him being a lot more as a kid, like just being like very, very, very wise. But yeah, in the grand scheme of things, he doesn't actually, you know, spit that much knowledge. Use the force. You know? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like Yoda does the fucking hard work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obi Wan just kind of there to. I guess, you know, lead the way a little bit. Yeah. But even he's not the, def- like, 
I still, I know it's like an emotional beat in the movie, but it's kind of always a little bit funny that he's like, you know, no, I can't go with you. You have your droids. But um, he's like, oh, if they know about us, that means they might know about Uncle Owen and Aunt Prue or whatever. Yeah. He goes back and they've been burnt to a fucking crap. Yeah. And like, it's just that one moment, you know, where he looked down, it's very, you know, taken straight from the nurture. And and then after that, boom, ready, yeah, ready yeah, for adventure. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't adventure. care. doesn't it's care. Like, it's a complete no-sell. Yeah, lucky my family died so I can, you know, go to space. Yeah, if only more parents died so little boys could go to space academies. Exactly. <laughs> space Force. Yeah. <laughs> space Force. <laughs> but you're right, the next bit, and finally we get to meet Han Solo and Chewie. Chewie is based off... Uh, George Lucas the dog. Uh, oh yeah. In Indiana, who would uh sit up front with him when you were driving around California. Which I think is very sweet. It's a very sweet idea. Yeah. I like I like Chewie. It's a good character. He didn't get his medal, but you know. Okay. Yeah, but that was, that's fine. You now know, he we, does have it. So oh. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm glad Oh god. Uh, I'm glad that in the movie, you know, and uh, yeah. in in joke with fans. That's great. I'm glad. I'm so happy that happened. Um <laughs> I don't know. He's so nice and good and everything, but at the same time, obviously he's he is dangerous, like he's scary, like because the, you know the, the whole noise, thing, like he'll rip your arm off. Yeah, he'll, thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't let the Wookiee lose. You, you know, don't, don't like to lose. But yeah, that, that whole thing's pretty funny. It's just a good and, character. And again, like very fucking weird. You're watching this movie in the seventies and you're like, what's this giant dog thing? Yeah. And you need like again, Han Solo crowns the whole movie. Cause he's the one guy who's like, What is this wizard fucking magic? <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in any of this yeah. force stuff. And it's kind of like us. We need someone who's skeptical, otherwise yeah. it's just floating away. And he brings some of the funniest moment for me anyway like so when they finally get together they go to the death star they try and break out uh leia obviously yeah and then the bit so they go in disguise as stormtroopers and then the bit where um they like shoot their way into a room and then a guy comes over the intercom and he's like well is everything all right up there we heard blast of fire and Harrison Ford's like everything fine here just a little weapon malfunction um <laughs> how, how how are you <laughs> And it's just so great. Apparently, he yeah. didn't learn his line that day, so it would oh, feel really? more he's, spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, because he uses that good. voice, doesn't he? Where he's kind of talking, <laughs> it kind of nasally. <laughs> kind of nasally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a surprise that uh, they got he got any decent performances out of them. Because again, George Lucas notoriously, uh, what's the word? Uncommunicative director. Mm. Apparently, he would uh, he had two directions. Faster and more intense. And at one point, he lost his voice during the filming, and they just gave him a board that said faster, and on the other side, more intense. Jesus. I wonder how many takes he would do. I imagine it'd be like one, and you're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's very, very, very yeah. good. It's going to be yeah. interesting. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. That's really good. <laughs> I mean, he would already like his mind was somewhere else, right? Yeah. And it's the it's the visual effect, and yeah. that movie obviously had fucking groundbreaking, like computer, not even computer, practical effect, model, spaceship, clone, yeah. explosion. It's a like that's why they kind of still hold up because a lot of them are legit, and I think that's part of you know 
the look and aesthetic and quality of that movie, the, the, the original thing. But George mm-hmm. Lucas seemed to have a different idea. And by the time we get to the 90s and CGI catches up, he's like, oh, that's how I wanted them to look. And he yeah. went about and remade it. I mean, it's such a shame because the originals look kind of really They're unique. really cool. Yeah, you can yeah. see like versions, obviously like clips and stuff of what it used to look like, the special effects. And they would just do those overlays and stuff over, you know, camera tricks and exactly. uh, film film tricks and all that. And I mean, they're, they're just cool, man. I, I fucking love all the practical stuff. When I rewatched, that was another thing that kind of took me out of it a little bit watching it because all the shit. <laughs> that they've added in over the years so obviously like yeah. in 97 i'm sure sorry you'll probably get to this but like in 97 they did the those re-releases and stuff where he yeah. like you said he did some more special effects and then in 2004 they or something like that they did That's extra right, yeah. cgi to make things look even better mm. and then it seems like every time they re-release them which is often uh they just do more shit to them they're and, really jarring to watch yeah like, they're so they weird can, they can kind i don't mind some of them honestly some of them kind of work and they sort of bridge the gap between the original movies and the prequels, which are very, very CGI heavy. Yeah. Like the whole thing is green screen, right? There's no real sets in those movies. But some of them are really like, especially in A New Hope, there's just, mo- there's like, a, there'll be a gorgeous shot of like, um, like the little Mont Knightley town they've built. And then they yeah. just have a giant CGI like fucking camera oh. thing. Yeah, yeah they like walk <laughs> right in front of the frame yeah. and you're like what the fuck and then there's that? like stupid little rat things like maybe yeah jumping exactly. around it. it looks so fake it's ridiculous yeah. and like you know there's even the extra scene i'm guessing you saw it with it with han solo and jabba, and jabba yeah and it's so awkward because yeah they have there's a bit where he stepped on his tail yeah and they have to physically move him um like Harrison Ford and it looked so unnatural and it again would have worked better if they only just talked about Jabba the Hutt until you get to the last movie yeah so that's so how it was originally released because in 77 when they were making the film they had a actual man a big man who played Jabba the Hutt and everything about it just wasn't working right so they decided to take that scene out you don't need it because they they added in well they had all that conversation with the cantina bar with Greedo we'll get to that in a second but you get the idea of what what they were talking about, and then they added in the unnecessary Jabba scene um, in '97 with the CGI. And yeah, like you said, they because Harrison Ford walked too close behind because he walked around the actor and he walked yeah. too close to the actor that it looked like he would have stepped on Jabba's tail. So they just moved him like <laughs> <laughs> they just moved him in the frame like digitally, like as if he stepped on his tail. And that it's horrible so squeal is so bad. Weird. It's, it's so, so weird. Bad. But like, again, it showed you how much the VFX meant to those movies. Yeah. So apparently, I, I saw this story. I thought it was interesting. Prior to the release of the movie, George Lucas showed a rough cut of the movie to his yeah. director, director buddy. And the VFX, the VFX shots weren't finished. So he had just stuck footage into flight during those scenes. And uh, coming out of the screening, Brian De Palma called it the worst movie ever. Yes. I was wondering <laughs> if you had that as well, because he was just it. like, what is this shit? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it, it didn't have uh, the score either, right? The iconic John Williams score. So exactly. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that got a mention. Um, John Williams could. Obviously, that touch. 
we take it for granted, right? He'd done all the movies. We yeah. take how much that's going to mean from the, you know, rising Star Wars theme, but to the Imperial March, everything is all the emotion is bolstered by his score. Definitely. And it would, it would be half a movie without him. Yeah. It'd be, I, it would just be so strange. I just, I can't see how anyone wouldn't say that John Williams is not like the greatest yeah. composer for film in history. Like, I know there's like Hans Zimmer was amazing, you know. It's just like there there are amazing, uh, you know, people out there. But fuck John Williams, like I can't think of anyone else that makes like I instantly know the name of that person who's done that score. And then I can any time you ask me, like obviously those films meant so much to me as a kid growing up. You know, all those you know Spielberg and Lucas films. But like fuck, man, like those scores, even like Hook. Like they're iconic. Fuck yeah, man. They're iconic. Yeah. Like nobody had that many under their Yeah. Um, it's insane. It's incredible how good and Harry Potter as well. Like I don't like those movies, but those that score it's really cool. It's insane. Like he's yeah. so good. So yeah. All right. Yeah. No, <laughs> John but, Williams. Awesome. <laughs> John Williams, great. Um no, but that was nice leading into again, like you said, these movies as much as I'm a grown man ish who kind of probably un- think about these movies a bit too much they're f- they're for kids right they're made yeah. for kids and one of the coolest fucking things when you're a kid are light things yes like head yeah. version of just a fucking family right? and just from the look of them because like on set it's just like a white stick right with like a light thing on it and like uh colored uh filters that they would add in later um but it's so imaginative, like what they could be. Could you what you watch that fight with Vader and Obi Wan, and it's pretty slow and it's pretty simple compared yeah. to what we see now. Yeah. But but even that, it works again in context because it's like old men fighting each other. Yeah. Um, but that was enough to just spark the imagination. Could then you want to see what it looks like when a lightsaber does this and that? Um, do you know how what the sound is of the lightsaber? How they made that sound? I must have like heard this years ago, but I it's like left my head. So yeah, refresh. <laughs> I have it here because again, I thought it would call the famous lightsaber buttoning whoosh. You know the whoom, yeah, whoosh, whoom. yeah, yeah. Was made by blending the hum of a thirty-five millimeter projector yeah. and parting a broken microphone cable by the tube of an old TV set. Yeah, I yeah that. Yeah, must have heard that, but I do recall that now. Yeah, exactly. Same with like Chewy voice. I'm not actually sure, but I know that's like a blend of different animals. But again, yeah, it's the sound design is iconic. It's like you know, every time I go to like Star Wars, it's like comfort food, right? Like you just sit down and you watch it, and as soon as I hear like the pew 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 pew, yeah, like yeah. the latest, I'm like I'm in, like I'm in this world. Yeah, you know? yeah, can fucking relax. Yeah, the stormtroopers like guns and stuff and everything. Like, yeah, it's such iconic sounds. And even like what I did earlier, like R two D two squeals. Like, it's just like you just know that sound. Like, it's just, exactly. just iconic in your head, and you just remember it. Like, you know, it's gonna happen. Is yeah, I haven't I hadn't seen the film in quite a few years, but like, mm. as soon as like I saw him get fried, you know, I knew he was gonna squeal. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Do you, Do you catch that goof? I th- I th- uh, at one point. I- uh, Stormtrooper bumped his head. Yeah, on the door yeah. in the Death Star. <laughs> I love that one. That's such a good one. <laughs> There's great little stuff like that, like that. Keep it 
I don't know. Keep it um, human in a way. Yeah. For such an out there based fantasy movie. There's a lot of weird stuff in that first film, though. Because, like, you know, like, um, you know, when they get to Moss Eisley's Cantina Bar and they're outside mm-hmm. of it and everything and they're on, they're in their, like, hovercraft and those little Jawas come up or whatever and they're just, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Get yeah. out of here. You, like, you see, you you don't really notice it because they're in the background inside. Like C three PO is getting out, and he might be talking to Luke and Obi Wan, but they're like talking to each other in the foreground, and then like just behind them, you could see R two D two like trying to get out of the hovercraft. <laughs> and it's so weird. It's just like, how does that even work? Because when you think about how R two D two works in other films, and then you think about like BB eight. Like rolling just around. rolling around and all the tools he has to make himself move around and stuff and like get out of funny situations. So it's like obviously R two D two is just weird and he's like a trash can and he f- falls over at one point in the film and you have to pick him up and it's just like how is he p- supposed to get out of this fucking craft by himself? Yeah. <laughs> and he's what? just like clunk clunk and just trying to push himself off the back. It's so fucking funny. Next time you watch that film, just pay attention to that because it's so weird. Honestly, it's something that like. Still, I can't take my eye off when I'm watching the movie. It's like, because there's you know, lots of running around and somehow the droids are always keeping up with them. And you're like, how? They're like so slow. Yeah. They can barely walk. Yeah. And let, yeah. And if fucking R2-D2 gets to a flight of stairs, he's fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you can't do anything. Or he can't hits a anywhere. rock. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit, guy. Uh, yeah, fuck. See, they work around it in the prequel. They make him fly and shit. Yeah, like yeah. fucking... Like anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Anything goes. Uh, Another thing I thought was really funny is the Death Star in general is just like a workplace safety nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. That's no moon. Yeah. Not to mention all the people who are like, are they slaves? All these people who are like building this Death Star over and over and over and over again. And then like in the many different forms throughout all the Star Wars films because they keep fucking doing the same thing with the Death Star. But, uh, But yeah, it's just like there's. Poor people who are like contracted to work on it and they just keep getting blown up while they're like making it and stuff. And it's well, you it's see, it, it makes no practical sense, right? The fucking yeah. ball and there's like elevated going down, yeah, and sideways. And like every time you see them, like you know, turning on like a tractor beam or something, they're standing by you know, like their little deck is like right by a huge drop and there's no rail. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a workplace safety nightmare. There's platforms that go like across like 10, 20 feet and there's like just thousand foot drop. I have no idea how fucking deep it goes, but like like, there's no railing. With like monsters in them. They're kept like they're harboring live animals during the thing. Do you, I I hate the trash compactor scene. I absolutely hate it. After seeing it again yesterday, I was just like, because obviously it's been parodied a lot throughout. Years, a lot of yelling. With a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like... Well, the funny thing is the film really goes by fast. Like You forget how much fucking happened. Yeah. I think I went into the trash compactor scene thinking it was going to like last like 20 minutes, but it actually is done in like two minutes. But yeah, it, yeah. It, like everything you feel like is a really long thing is actually just over really quick. And before you know it, they're already like at the Rebel... Alliance base and stuff, and they're gearing up to go. Planning. And you're like, "What the fuck? Like, it happened so fast." <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, the whole like thing. I don't know why. I just like I hate it. There's a lot of yelling. It's <laughs> stupid. Like, why didn't you just call fucking R two? Sorry, uh, C three PO earlier. Like, 
you know <laughs> it's just like, it's so silly like i know there's a lot of debate over the years of like how people you know could have gotten out of that like you know if sure, you're in sure. that situation but also just, just a giant pole yeah <laughs> just a giant pole yeah That's and all these schematics for it and stuff are just really weird like you know it's like how does this work are are they just sending out like really really thin but like long like giant like living room size pieces of trash into space and like, <laughs> that's a joke that's a joke yeah. i really like and have you seen the family guy um parody you know like blue harvest oh yeah 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 they they when they do that theme they get to the the trash compactor theme peter who's like Hans Nolan, he's like someone threw out a perfectly good couch <laughs> and he's like you know what i'm taking this like i know we're in the middle of a thing but i'm taking that couch <laughs> and then they have to push the couch onto the millennium falcon <laughs> and it's really yeah. funny but did in during that theme uh mark hamill apparently uh had to hold his breath for so long that he blew a blood vessel in his eye. Oh god! And they, they had to like film like the rest of the week. So some scenes are kind of weird. They only shoot him from one side. Weird. Yeah, I heard um, they use actual trash for that. Like, great. <laughs> I mean, it's it look it's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just out of repetition over the years. You know, it's like oh, here comes the trash compactor scene. <laughs> yeah, he's just ready for yeah. yeah. The weird the, eyeball monster thing inside of it or whatever. But um. Yeah, I don't know. Really it's, it's just, yeah, like, uh, I, I did see something about how they actually use real trash. <laughs> like, it was just I guess disgusting. They had to, I guess they had to save money on that. Yeah. Yeah, let's Apparently, fucking could, just throw trash in. Okay, because, yeah. like, again, it's hard to think back and be like, think of it as anything other than a huge success. But obviously, at the time, it was a crazy, risky fucking movie. Yeah. Um, to the point where George Lucas took a massive pay cut in exchange for full merchandising rights. Mm-hmm. And at the time that was considered like a full gamut, right? Cause that, you know, again, I think Carrie Fisher said that in a book, people always ask her, um, did you know, did you know it was going to be such a huge thing? And she was like, how the fuck was I supposed to know it was going to be anything when there was nothing like it before. Yeah. And it would like, you know, even the toy line made him a billionaire. So obviously they wouldn't think to be like, yeah, we have to get that. Get Definitely jump on that. But he could see it. He could see it was going to be a hit with kids. And 20th Century Fox obviously had a lot of cold feet leading up to it. Um, they were so sure it would be a disaster. They almost bailed and sold off their stake right before the release. Um, but because the test screening actually went pretty well, they stuck around. And the film ended up saving them from bankruptcy. Yeah. And I think probably would go on to fund <laughs> the rest of their filmography for a very long time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll just do numbers. Since uh, I have it right here, uh, the movie would end up grossing seven hundred and seventy-five million dollars. I don't know what that is adjusted for inflation um, on a budget of eleven million dollars. They only is- spent eleven on that. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought it'd be a hell of a lot more than that. That's what I'm saying. Real trash, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it's it a part uh, George and the highest grossing movie ever until mm-hmm. ET came out in 1982. So for a while, <laughs> so it was just like fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally for a while, it was just George Lucas and Spielberg trading the record yeah. back and forth until James Cameron showed up and he's like, "Yeah, what up?" Hey guys, um, I really like your work. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna do this thing called Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I thought. It would, I thought Darwin would be one of those movies that like 
reviewed were awful at the time. And now we look back at, at, at them firmly. But the film was actually met with really good review. Mm-hmm. Roger Ebert, obviously, um, called it an out-of-body experience. And it would go on to, I didn't know this, but this was new to my research. It received 10 Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. Yeah. Which, like, imagine that. Like, now they, you know, they would never nominate a movie like that now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they did. They did with Black Panther, and that was the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't win, but it ended up winning six out of 10 nominations. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really good. And obviously it became a fucking like iconic classic movie. It's so, I can't even put to word how big the movie is and like what it would do for the film industry and to filmmaking in general. Yeah. And just fuck everything. You know, like it, it's more it's than just, just film. It's just like, like, you know, merchandising, toys, video games. Yeah, like, it would obviously yeah. spawn countless, countless just spinoffs and iterations. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a joke here, if but I can't use it now uh, because we've mentioned the other movie. But I was going to say, you know, Star Wars was such a good movie, they really should have made more. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they did. Yeah. They, the film obviously spawned two successful sequels, Empire, Track Back in 1980, and Return of the Jedi in 1983. And obviously, the original. And, and that was just the rest, the rest, you know, and they sailed off into the sunset. And yeah, and we never, and it was great <laughs> because it was just that. Yeah, it was great. But, it was cool. No, and we didn't have countless TV shows, books, yeah. comics, video games, toy lines, and of course, the prequels, and now the sequel trilogy. <laughs> um, but going into sort of, so we had the sequels. We haven't really touched too much on the sequel because it just would have been way too, too much. much. Yeah, way, way too, too much. much. This is already like, really long. I it doesn't feel like it's that long, but I'm like, wow, it's actually gone yeah. over like a while. So yeah. Um, and I love the sequel. What What are you briefly like? Do Do you have an opinion of the sequel? What do you? Yeah. Um. <sighs> You know, I need to rewatch them again because, and I kind of felt like I wanted to after rewatching the first one. I'll find That's some good. time, hopefully, to rewatch them. And also, hey, people out there, if you like this episode and you want us to hear <laughs> us talk more about the other yes, ones, please. let us know. We'll do them. Do um, it for me. Do it for Phil because yeah. I like talking about dogs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I I really like. Empire Strikes Back, obviously, it's really cool and it has a cool cliffhanger sort of vibe to it. And then, yeah, man. And then you come back with, you know, Return of the Jedi and in like, man, Return of the Jedi, so cool at the beginning. Oh, I love that whole opening. Yeah. It, it's very hook. It's very like pirate yeah. ship in the middle of the desert and they yeah. do the whole plan. Yeah. Uh, it's great. So but good. then obviously, there's the Ewoks. And a lot of people hate that, but you know, look, whatever. I was fine with Ewoks. Me too. Look, every yeah. trilogy had their cross to bear. Yeah, and that might be the like the original had the Ewok, the prequel have Jar Jar. Yep. The new one have Porgs, I guess. I yeah. don't really know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they also have, you know, Luke drinking blue milk. I like that. But I'll, well, you <laughs> I mean, know. it's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. great. Yeah, from the teat, um, drinking from yeah. the teat. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Empire. Empire Definitely. probably the best one. It's my favorite. I love that yeah. movie. It takes everything 
for all the potential of the first one and really it really is sure footed in a way that the original kind original kind of weird and fun and like if it would the only one made it'd be like a cult classic that we would show i feel like it'd be like a john Waters sort of campy movie yeah um yeah. but but the sequel really you know establishes the legacy the uh the storyline uh you know it had had one of the greatest twists reveal ever in a movie yeah. and again i think that's lost now right i wish i had that yeah like you know being in a movie theater and that happening they try and recreate that now with yeah the, it's never the same but like yeah because you or you they, think it's going to come because you just know what to expect especially the way they're doing the films and it's just like disney is guilty of doing this with their Marvel films as well. And I've said this before, paint by numbers. You, you Sorry, have a, paint by numbers. You have the layout of the film. Obviously they're recreating the original series. Literally yeah. remaking them. Yeah. And like, just calling it a reboot sort of sequel or whatever, soft reboot, whatever. But you know, <laughs> they have, they already have the outline there and they're just painting over it. It's like, mm. so I don't know. But like, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's so ingrained in pop culture. It's like a shorthand, right? It's like a language. Yeah. Um, it's like the I see dead people, right? It's like the it's one of those. Yeah, and it's also one of the most fucked up lines as well. People get that line wrong all the time. You know. How do they get it wrong? Because they always go, uh go, Luke, I am your father. But like Oh, did he say it, it differently? Yeah, doesn't he it's, just it's say like, like No, I am your father? Yeah, like yeah, I know I am your father, and he's there's no like Luke or whatever. I I, I could be fucking that up, but I know people. No, get I think it wrong you're right. All the time, yeah. No, I think you're right. It's one of those. There's a name for it. Uh, the the man the man Mandela, Mandela effect. Yeah, exactly. Um, like the brown, brownstein, brownstein bears, Bearstein bears. Yeah, the Berenstein bears. It's spelled Berenstein bears. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Mandela effects. I could go. We should do a Mandela effects special about how it's fucked up films, particularly well, again, Star Wars. <laughs> if you want to hear, if you want to hear more about it, let yeah. us know. I mean, we could be doing anything right now. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> We're I looking for suggestion. Bullshit conspiracy. So it's fun. But anyway, um, yeah. Disregarding the sequels and stuff, just the original. The original film is obviously hugely successful. Like I said, made shitloads of money. Uh, it was re-released multiple times in theaters leading up to the release of the sequel. It gained its subtitle, Episode 4, A New Hope, in 1981. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be way later. I thought it was like sort of with the prequel, but like it was that early that he knew he wanted to go back and revisit it. Um, it would be after ILM, um, ILM being the visual effect company George Lucas started, after their work on Spielberg Jurassic Park in 93, Lucas decided that digital technology had finally caught up with his vision. So he would finally be able to remaster an original film with altered scene. And we've already discussed, I mean, that's a whole other episode, yeah. but it led to countless fan jokes and like, there's like a cult around it, right? Like the most notorious yeah. being, you know, like Han and Greedo, Han shot first. Like people yeah. still put that on a fucking t-shirt but yeah. it just goes to show like that was one of the first hardcore fandoms right yeah like people are religious about that shit like star trek right it's like trekkie i don't know if there's a name for star wars fan like yeah that. 40 uh yeah <laughs> i have no idea because yeah my my uh 
if you know out there, listeners, let us know because we sh- we're stupid. We should know. But uh, yeah, no, my yeah, my wife's sister is who's staying with us right now. She was like, yeah, it's like, do they have a name? Is there a name like you know, it's like Trekkies or Trekkers or whatever for Star Trek? And it's just like, I don't think so. <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> I mean, uh, probably for the best. Yeah, when it comes to like Star Wars and stuff, and like you know, and you, if you want to know where I stand with like Star Wars as a whole, like Star Wars as far as the films are concerned, they're like fun, whatever, especially now, just because it's like, I'll go see it, but I don't care because it's just like, there's so (laughs) much and it's just too much. there's so much weight to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you see them, you always kind of get disappointed anyway. They're not that good. Or like, there'll be like a really strong start and then it'll get really boring and I don't know. It's just like, eh, whatever. They're a mixed bag. yeah. Yeah. But like, I love the fandom of Star Wars and how insane the fandom is to a point where it's like there's just like literal visceral hatred from fans it like affects them their life like it it defines them and people yeah and it's annoying because they end up sort of ruining the movie inadvertently but it's like imagine dude imagine we had the internet during the original trilogy right yeah empire strikes back drops and you get that big twist and you get the cliffhanger ending, people would have fucking shat on it and it would have ruined the next movie. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's kind of what we got. Yeah. Like at least, you know, they hate the prequel. Now they've like, you know, they've turned on them because they hate the new one. They just yeah. hate whatever's new. Yeah. And time is always very kind to the Star Wars movie. Time is the only true test of any movie. Yeah. Um, because it's the story that will actually last, not the fucking little joke people make in between. Yeah. But it's so powerful, you know, it's led to its own movie. Like, right, we were talking about, right at the beginning, fucking Fanboyed, which is the movie yeah. I forgot until you mentioned it. I absolutely love Fanboys. Like, that is probably my number number one thing about that's your That's Star your favorite Wars Star Wars shit. movie. Yeah, it's my number it, one favorite Star Wars bullshit thing that exist it's, only because Star Wars exists. It's like Galaxy Quest is my favorite Star Trek movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the plot is amazing. Yeah, right? it was before the release of Phantom Menace that they were going to break into Skywalker Ranch to steal a copy of the film to see it because one of the kids has uh, cancer and he's going to die. Yeah. And they just want it to, they all band together and it's just so silly and it comes from the right time and like we were talking about with um, Pineapple Express, you know, it's that whole Apatow crew of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you have like tons of nerdy people in it as well. Like Kevin Smith has a weird cameo in it and Jason Mewes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a good film. It's so funny. It's fun. Like, and there's just that whole thing of like, you know, there's super nerds for the whole thing of Star Wars, uh, uh, Lucasfilm, like uh, Indiana Jones, which is another thing we could completely talk about at another time. There's great mm-hmm. jokes about all of that shit. And then, you know, the whole thing when they finally see the film is just sort of like. <laughs> it's, it's a great, it's a great, because so, you know where it's going. It's so good. Yeah, you I know exactly that. the joke it's going to end on. Yeah. And it's, it's a nice movie because it kind of it pokes fun at fans and the hardcore nature of them while also embracing it and being like, we all love this shit. It yeah. like, you know, it makes its way into our life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, the only thing i can remember right now i always i don't know why it stuck with me but like when they're driving around when they call shotgun they always call it chewy yeah chewy like yeah, i chewy. call chewy yeah 
I thought that was really cool. On the yeah. other side of that, you have stuff like, you know, uh, again, something I didn't think about for age until you mentioned in the lead up to the, the people versus George Lucas. Yeah. Amazing which, documentary. We were talking again, about documentaries earlier. I think it's in the wake of the prequel and just the fan backlash because it wasn't the original, nor should it have been. Like yeah. the one thing you can't, the best thing you can say about the prequel is that they were their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing you can't really say for the newer one. And that's frustrating. It's like, we need to find like an in-between. But um, yeah. that's a really interesting documentary about, um, I mean, they talked to celebrity, they talked to all sides of it and just the whole conversation around it in the wake of the internet, just how yeah. people view Darwin and how people view the man, George yeah. Lucas. Because he's such a weird figure now. Yeah. That he, he goes from like deity to devil. Yeah, definitely. And it's like he, you know, that documentary is really good because it, it focuses on the fandom as well, which I really, really like. Like just all the people who make these crazy edits and short films and yeah. like their own versions of it and just goes into it and why they love it so much. And it's it's like a really nice thing to watch, even if someone's not into Star Wars, because you can see, oh, this is why they're into it. And then you really get to hear why they get so upset and passionate about things when it's like not done their way. But at the same time, that sounds really crazy. Like when you, if I'm saying it like that, if you've never seen this, oh, it's just a bunch of Star Wars fans whining about like, you know, the the prequel sucking and how they can't get the original <laughs> cut anymore, which we not really talked about much, but that original cut just doesn't exist anymore. Like, I mean, even George Lucas, Lucasfilm has said, oh, like we, you know, did the special edition versions over the original masters and stuff. They've said so much shit over the years and they exist. They're there. Oh, it's they just, they be. don't want to release it. They have to be there. They just they, don't release it. They don't release it. I don't know why. Cause they enforce this idea that the the film kind of belong to the fans a little bit, and yeah. they get so upset about the special editions because they're nostalgic, man. They had them yeah. as kids, and every time you fuck with them, you fuck with their childhood a little bit. Yeah, it, it's not that big of a deal, but like yeah. it, it, it's frustrating. I, I I look at it more as a filmmaking thing. I'm like, I don't like the idea of going back and re-editing movies once they've been released, unless it was obviously like director's cut, you know, original vision sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, George Lucas seems to be on the thing of like, you know, movie not finished. They're just abandoned. Yeah. But it's like, but then that, it's really frustrating. Like they finished, yeah. they did, they did the job and they'll never, you know, and the things we remember and the things we love about them aren't the things you keep adding. Yeah. You know, fucking Han Solo, Han Solo and then Chewie flying around in the Falcon and Luke, you know, like I said, staring at the sun and Leia fucking you know, refusing to be a damned on this dress and like taking charge over the boy and like shooting her way out of the Death Star. It's like if the character and the moment and the mm-hmm. human beat that continue through all the movie, that's why people like him, man. And it, yeah. just jug- it just snowballed from there. And I, as a musician, like agree that like, hey, yeah, like, you know, things can change. Like you can have a song and you you write it one way, you record it one way, but after years of playing it, you get sick of it and you still have to play that song. Maybe you change it. You can change things if you want. But the thing is with music, sure. those old versions still exist. You can still get them and stuff and you they're still made available. Like, exactly. And then there might be a re- remaster version that's made available that's different or something or a different version or whatever. You can still find it. And that's the thing about Star Wars is so 
crazy is that like you have to literally break the wall in order to get the old versions. <laughs> Like you have to break into Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, yeah, you have to break into you have to break into Skywalker Ranch. (laughs) It's so it's yeah, so like you shouldn't like that's always my argument for people who are like they hate the sequel, they hate reboot, they hate remakes. It's like whatever, man, it doesn't take away the old thing you like. But they literally are taking away the old thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, like, well, the version I've seen are still the same version I've seen, you know? Like, and yeah. I've just gotten used to them, and this shit I fucking hate. In them, mostly in the later ones, mainly Return of the Jedi, there's some really thing, there's some things that really bother me. But in the original, and Empire, maybe because they're the stronger movie, they're a little more untouched. Yeah. And that's at least a little piece yeah. <laughs> we can have. Yeah, I mean, we'll never know why, exactly why George Lucas thought it was a great idea to do weird things like, you know, Greedo shooting first. But I mean, you know, we know, what we do know is that it's been said that he's like a, you know, he was a father at the time and, you know, just the whole, obviously, like it was such a big franchise and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's a bit crazy for this this character to just, you know, haul off and shoot someone unprovoked. But so, you know, we sh- we... we at a very close distance, shoot at him first and miss, and then he shoots. But yeah, I mean, whatever. We can go through the <laughs> argument. Who cares? It's stupid. But I will say there's also the the thing, it, funny enough, at the same time when E.T. was being re-released, they, uh, for some reason, Spielberg oh, God, I know this. Yeah, took go out the guns on the police Walkie officers talkie. and put walkie-talkies in. And then like later... Every you know everyone shat on it, and then Spielberg actually apologized for it, and was Good. just like, "Oh, that like you know, I would never do that again." Like that, you know. Obviously, I, things have changed. Me as a person has changed, but like you know, I can't go and do that. So, and it's funny because there's also that thing, and they bring it up in the film that like you know, and they bring it up in South Park as well. There's that really hilarious South Park thing yeah. with uh, them in the cuts of the different films and them when messing up things, messing up my childhood. Indiana Jones. He raped my, childhood. yeah. But like, yeah, I mean that whole thing, cause Lucas, he went to Congress or whatever to testify about them changing and altering old classic films and stuff. And back in 89, I think it was. Yeah. And he, you know, and then he goes and changed his film. Like, you know, I mean, people change later. So, but what, yeah. you know, what you should do is take what you've learned and put it in the next thing, not go back yeah. and just fuck with your shit. But yeah, anyway, I'm sort of closing up here. Yeah. I have a little uh, little trivia game. Um, I'm going to do, do terrible, f- but yes. yeah. Do you want to do, do you want to do final thoughts before or uh, after? Yeah. Uh, my favorite things about Star Wars, as I said, are things that are, not related to the Star Wars per se, but only exists because of Star Wars. And I'm glad that Star Wars exists for those things. Like, like I said, obviously fanboys is awesome. That film, the people versus George Lucas is great. But also I really love the fact that Neil Young and for his Russ never sleeps album and his tour, he had a crazy stage show and you should look it up. Russ never sleeps, Neil Young. Mm. And he has Jawas as his roadies who bring out amps and move stuff around. It's so bizarre. That's I don't know so why I do that, cool. but it's cool. <laughs> but anyway, no, no, Star Wars is great. I mean, it's it's like, it is what it is. You're, you're either going to like it or you hate it. 
Um, it's one of those things that's not going anywhere. Uh, I think you just need to like, I think Star Wars fans need to chill out and uh, just kind of get to get get along with the fact that they have what they have and just remember that like it it is always for someone else at a different time and that you just need to like what you like if you like the new ones that's great if you don't just remember there's a lot of kids out there who are absolutely loving Ray and and Finn and all those characters and they're the same as you were if you hate them and you're roughly our age because you grew up on the prequels and now you're turning around on the prequels and you know, everyone knows their shit, but at the same time <laughs> they might be awesome to you and that's cool. That's fine. If they are and the old ones, there's a lot of dumb shit in them as well. And if you like them, that's cool. You know, just, just like what you like and stop hating on other people. Like all the time, just come together, especially in this time now when we should all be coming together, let the dumb shit go. The real dumb shit that doesn't matter. And just enjoy that you're all existing in the same, you know, playground that George Lucas created. Yeah. And you get to like some crazy shit that all, has awesome music, if anything. Music is cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, music is cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, like I, that was perfect. I couldn't have put it better myself. I, I, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I really dig the movie. And it's hard to talk about because it, it's so overshadowed by the culture around it. But that's also one of the best things. You get some, obviously, some fucking horrible trolls online. Yeah. But you get really fun stuff, people who lovingly parody and reference it. Like we were kind of, you know, talking about the Death Star being a death trap. You know, that's Clerks, right? And that's Kevin Smith made a whole career doing that. Yeah. I love when people do it. It's like, like I was saying, it's like a language with people. It's like, oh, he likes Star Wars, so do I. Like, and we can talk now. It's like, I guess how other people feel about sports. Yeah. It's how I feel about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but they're great. They're so much fun. Um, you know, good and bad. I still just enjoy the stories and the characters. And yeah, just the best way to remind yourself of, you know, the pure essence of what it is and going back and watching that original movie before there was all this bullshit around it just watch this great sort of coming of age fairy tale story about kids in the sticks you know becoming a jedi and yeah. taking down an empire and meeting the princess and meeting a giant dog man and his you know cocky best friend and, and she was a babe <laughs> whoa she's a babe. whoa whoa you know, when he said she's a babe, well, she didn't, he didn't say she's a babe, but that's yeah. kind of what he, he was like, whoa, she's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking of that shit from Joe Dirt. It's like, dude, that's your sister, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know it. Yeah, man. They fucking, they do that fucking rope uh, swing, man. And they, uh, she yeah. fucking kisses them. Yeah. And that's always the one they pick, pick out. That's like, it's weird that they kiss, but they like full on make out and then yeah. strike back. Yeah. Nobody talks about it. And that's for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's my final thought. Um, Can I just so- interject one little thing that uh, people should not be as hard on George Lucas. He no, may man. not be, he may not be a genius, but he has some crazy ideas and he does need a filter, you know, I think sure. to get those ideas out, but he gave up a very promising career. I mean, I, you know, say what you want about that because obviously he gave it up for merchandising rights and becoming a, a mogul, like, and he's rich as shit. And, you know, obviously he's just turned this into such a cash cow. But he gave up a career as a director 
to basically give everyone Star Wars for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's <laughs> he true. didn't make many films ever again. Like he never made films until he came back for the prequels. But I mean, he st- no, directed he, a total of six films in his career. You're right. He produced a few things, obviously, yeah. most famously, fucking Indiana Jones and yeah. stuff. But yeah, you're right. Star Wars has been his most defining thing. But like, fuck it, most people don't even get that. Yeah. But it's also been a jail sentence for him because, you know, who knows what else he would have directed. He could, I mean, it could have possibly, the success of Star Wars could have been possibly the worst thing to ever happen to him. Obviously the greatest thing that ever happened to him, but also possibly one of the worst. You know, it's an artist dying who's just like turned into like this guy who just keeps milking, you know, a property that got bought by something that loves milking the property. Sorry, that's another conversation as well. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Next week on Podshot Tinnacott, we're talking about milking the property. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yes, let's do do a little fun. It's just a little trivia. If you've been paying attention um, through my bullshit during this episode, you'll know some of these already. Okay. Um, We'll start with uh, an easy one. What I think is an easy one. Who speaks first in Star Wars? These these are all based off the first film. Who speaks first? Is it Princess Leia? No. No. Was it Vader then? No, I thought it was Vader. C-3PO. Yeah. Is it they, C-3PO? Okay, yeah, yeah. they bust out and they're like, oh shit, explosion. Yeah, yeah, I just <laughs> saw it the other day. I already told that. C-3PO and R2-D2 on by by characters in which Akira Kurosawa film? Duh, this is something I felt like we would have talked about during the film. This yeah, is a... Uh, not the hidden fortress is it it is yeah 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 Yeah. i mean a lot of character in in the the original star wars yeah i mean yeah we answered this one uh luke's original last name luke star fox no star killer (laughs) (laughs) luke Luke star Star wars luke star bars (laughs) we talked a little bit about how harrison ford was just um in for reading lines but what would he what job would he working when George Lucas asked him to audition. Oh, is he a carpenter? He was. Yeah. He was a carpenter and he was just sort of working around that and stuff. So I mentioned that uh, Star Wars was nominated for 10 Oscars. One of them was for an actor. Which actor was nominated for their part in Star Wars? Was it Alec Guinness? Yeah, man. Is Obi-Wan? Yeah, I didn't even mention it. He did varying, very, really like wild accounts of whether or not he liked being in Star Wars. Really? <laughs> Um, that's why I didn't even mention because it's hard to even talk about there's yeah. people who say he really loved it and he would kind of hurt that he would killed off and there's some people who say he would really embarrassed by it because he was you know a very serious actor you know yeah. Alec Guinness but yeah. and it gave him his most you know famous role so it's one of those double, double-edged sword things yeah I mean like if he didn't do Star Wars I mean he obviously would have still had some like amazing roles in his career but like would he have been remembered the same no. Exactly. Um, what kind of farm do Luke's aunt and uncle run? Fuck. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> man. I. Fuck. What are they? Radish farmers? <laughs> turnips? It's I don't know. Turnips? turnips. You're playing Animal Crossing? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, a moisture farm. A moisture farm. Do with that what you will. Yeah, I. Yeah. I, I Someone's mean, getting moist to this episode, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am. I've been sat down for like three hours. <laughs> I've completely forgot, you know, of about. But speaking of farms, do we have snack time? Snack time. Snack time. Snack time. Snack time. Snack time. Snack time.
God, snack time. Yeah, yeah Jesus. I was thinking about it earlier. I do have a snack. Uh, I have a Trek bar because Star Star Trek. I'm a Trek. No, no. Actually, I have. I wish I had a Trek bar. I have a naked bar. It's a blueberry muffin naked bar. Those are pretty good. Naked bar. Naked. Naked. Naked bar. Naked. bar. My wife's just about a huge. Yeah, OSW best visual podcast ever. But yeah, she bought a whole box full of these things for some reason, and I. Still don't know if I like them a lot or not, but hey. <laughs> we'll find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> they sort of taste I like blueberries. So I really wanted, this was sort of last minute for me, but like I should have got like a Galaxy bar or like Mod bar. Yeah. I just have, I just have a Maryland cookie, which are really good. <laughs> yeah, those are good. They're, they're so good. I haven't had one since I was like a kid and Dusty got me some. They're chunk. so good. I, I forget how much I like them. Shout anyway, out Dusty. Shout out Dusty. Back to the quiz. Who did George Lucas originally want for the voice of Darth Vader? Oh, um, man. Classic film person. Charlton Heston? No, that's pretty good, though. <laughs> no, I it was know. Orson Welles. Oh, you know what? I might have heard that before as well. It's one of those weird things about Star Wars. You just hear all this shit throughout the years, especially if you like kind of... Nerd can, out you about can kind film of, and stuff. I can kind of hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll you'll like this. I'm not sure if you know the answer. I didn't know the answer. I googled it by chance, and I thought it was funny. So, what is the name of the band that play in the Mustangly Cantina? Oh, uh, don't know, don't know. They're called. I mean, it's never mentioned in the movie, so why yeah. would you know? It's one of those things that have added have been added over the years. Yeah, they it's um. I'm hope I hope. I'm pronouncing this right. I don't think it matters. Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes. <laughs> Which, isn't that amazing? That's a great name. And, like, I yeah. read I read up on that, and it was, like, according to the Star Wars Encyclopedia, this is the band who were on my idly during this time period. They're usually seven members, but an eighth member can be seen in the film. And you're like, oh, my gosh, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? please stop talking. Yeah, yeah. What? like, who gives a shit? Did you ever um, get into the expansion building of all the Star Wars shit that Lucas has sort of been dealing with or dealt with with writing I mean, books and comics and blah blah blah? And, no, no, not yeah, really. I, I had much. a friend. Um, I had a friend growing up who was really into them, and he would sort of talk at me yeah. about them. Um, I only had one. I had one book, and I don't know how I got it. It was called like Shadows of the Empire or something. Yeah, and it was set between the movies, and I remember that one being cool. Um, no, beyond like the video games and like a few of the comics. No, I'm I'm kind of like it's sort of the movies and yeah. that's it. I don't because everything else is sort of retconning around the movie. Then I'm, as I find it kind of exhausting. I bet everyone's just like turned off this podcast. And- <laughs> 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 no, nope. you ain't Star Wars fans. Uh, fake fans, turn it off. <laughs> uh, I got another movie one here. True or false, the actor who plays Wedge Antilles, one of the rebel pilots who takes down the Death Star, is Ewan McGregor's uncle. Fuck it, true. True. Nice. And when Ewan McGregor was off at Star Wars, he told him, don't do it. 
<laughs> His uncle told him, don't do it? Yeah, he's like, don't do it. Everyone They're knows. gonna kill you inside of it. He, he was like, fuck Death it all. Trip. I think he never, I think he never got the money he wanted from that movie. Dude, you're just like a pilot. Who cares? Yeah. What, I was mean, he I th- the guy who died? No, no, he, no, he survived. Could he in Rise of Skywalker? Oh, okay. That like he had the cameo in it. So he obviously yeah. didn't fucking care that much. And you and McGregor with Obi Wan, like I think, he, I think he would fine. Yeah, I mean, he obviously would make it through the film. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, he, I think he's the only one who survived that movie. Okay. The Millennium Falcon makes the famous Kessel Run in how many parsecs? Twelve. That's right, but parsec is a unit of distance, not time, so it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, which is cool. Twelve parsecs. That's a line. It just sounds cool. What a line that just keeps being said. You know, you want to talk parsecs. about like twelve parsecs. Here's another one. Sorry to jump back into that like uh, overused line. Um, now that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and we got so company. Much, so many, yeah. So many in this film. Last one. Who shot first, Han or Greedo? Fucking Greedo, dude. The version <laughs> I saw yesterday, Greedo shot okay. fucking first. All right. It's a trick fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, yeah, I'll take that one. Because originally, <laughs> originally... Not only did Han shoot first, he's the only one who shoots. He's the only one who shot. And it's a reference to Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, where he shoots them in the bathtub. And he's yeah. like, when you, have, when you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I'm done. <laughs> God. That's Star all wrapped up. Wars. Star, it's a Star Wars. Have you ever seen um, Bill Murray do his lounge version on SNL? No. Oh, it's really funny. I'll send it yeah. to you. It's just him singing along to this theme song. Yeah. Star Wars. Dun, 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 dun. It's really stupid. Nice. The best things of of uh, Star Wars is just stuff that exists because of Star Wars existing. You're right. Yeah. And I think like the number one thing that exists that's awesome that exists because Star Wars exists is uh, the Christmas special. <laughs> oh, God. We almost went the whole episode... We almost yeah. went the whole episode. Go out of your way to look up the Christmas special. <laughs> oh, it's worth a watch, definitely. Yeah. I'm not even going to say anything else about it. Just look it up. This shit's fucking bananas. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's us with Star Wars. Hopefully we didn't lose any of you guys or uh, you don't hate us or whatever. I mean, we'll, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, but, um, I know. That was sort of my first time trying to hold one up. And uh, maybe I overdid it, so I'm sorry if it gets kind of dry, boring. I was going to say shout out to you, Phil. Everyone give <laughs> Phil a hand um, that he did a good job in his first uh, his my first medal? time writing an episode, which is cool. I appreciate it so much because I kind of didn't really want to do it this week. And it was like, yeah, just mentally it was like, I'm tired. <laughs> so I appreciate it. I didn't have to do much at all this week. So I'll have to edit this beast. <laughs> oh shit yeah i'm sorry well phil what are you uh what are you doing this week what are you up to are you did you watch all the star wars films for may the 4th sorry i'm chewing um chewy Self high five. <laughs> um uh, we rewatched the um new one actually the sequel trilogy yeah chicken um ride of skywalker dropped I was like, sure, I'll rewatch that. I kind of wanted to give it another chance and stuff. I was like, well, fuck it, we'll do all of them. Um, could they're funny the way I do. I enjoyed the first two quite a bit. 
Yeah. Um, the original I just think countless time. Like mm. it, 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 it uh, several times a year I'll kind of put them on Christmas. I like to put them on at Christmas. They they feel like Christmas special. So it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, Christmas special. So it's at least uh, once a year. Um, but yeah, that was me. That's how I celebrated. Um, I, but, but yeah, hmm. what you got? What you got um, going on with you? I don't know, man. I'm just trying to work, trying to do music again a lot more, which is like I got a few songs recorded, which is awesome. Um, and I'm currently I've written another new song, which is cool. So I'm just like working on stuff. I'm just really want to release another album. Oh yeah, thank you for buying <laughs> my first album. One Dude, of the last really... copies that exist. Yeah. No, I I quickly realized I shared it, and I was like, wait, I actually want a copy, <laughs> and I bought it like a few days later. Yeah, hey, I I dig it, man. It's my kind of thing. Yeah, so, I love the sound. Please make more. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So using this time, that's obviously what I'm trying to do. So it's cool. But yeah, I mean, yeah, nothing else, man. I'm just trying to keep saying, you know, <laughs> this podcast has been beacon for that. Keep it. Yeah, me too. I feel like yeah, give me something to look forward to every week, and it, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I hopefully we're over the hump. I mean, look, we went the whole episode without mentioning quarantine. Yeah. Snack so, time. Quarantine. Snack time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's getting easier and harder. Yeah. And just, you know, yeah, we get by one day at a yeah. time. <laughs> just trying to keep busy. Well, this is us signing off here. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, give us a shout. Like I said earlier in the episode, P- the PCC podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or you can hit us up at podcastofprincecharlescinema.com as always. And let us know about anything we've asked you in this episode. Let us know how we did on this episode. Let us know if you enjoyed it, if you want more Star Wars stuff. Uh, if you want to hear any of those crazy ideas from the beginning, like Godfather Part Two episode, whatever, we'll we'll do them. We're trying to think of ideas of fun things to do during this time, yeah. and uh, also support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Get a bonus episode in your life now. <laughs> do it, do it, yeah, do it. And as always, you can follow me at Tall for All T A L the number four A L L on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I mean, I might be doing some new music soon. If you want to hear any music that sounds sort of similar to our theme song, then uh, yeah, maybe that'll be coming into your ears sooner than later. How about you, Phil? Um, you know, <laughs> far away sad. Yeah, but yeah, I'm at far away sad on Twitter. Um, I'm at Wookiees I Met on Instagram. <laughs> Dude, please uh, change your handle to Wookiees I Met. Yeah, and um, yeah. Yeah, please let us know what you thought. I hope I didn't fuck it up too bad. Um, I like talking about the stuff, and I like talk, hanging out with you, John. And yeah. I'm glad we made it to episode 50. Yeah. And, hit, you know, hit to another 50, man. Yeah, we'll do it. We're going to do it. Woo. Woo. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da